we walked The loneliest smile We smile without any style We kiss all together wrong No intention We lie about each other's strengths We live without each other Hi, I'm Jason Holcomb, and you're listening to Jason's Journal. It's a podcast that I set up about me. Uh, Hi, I'm Jason Holcomb, and you're listening to Jason's Journal, a podcast that I set up about my life, about living on the autism spectrum. And I live here in West Central Minnesota, Morris to be precise, and I've been diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome for about 26 years now, since 1995. And through it all, it's given me some... Uh, troubles. It's also given me some strength, so, uh, strength over the years, as uh, it has helped me, you know, with organizing, planning ahead, as well as remembering certain stuff. And also, I think it gives me a little bit of an edge in performance arts, you know. And today's episode, it's not really going to be about me. It's about, well, it is linked to me at my show on my radio at the radio station I work in, but it's going to be about 
people on the autism spectrum inspirational stories that I read all through the month of April because April is Autism Awareness Month and Acceptance Month. It, um, some people have been pushing to say Autism Acceptance Month rather than the Awareness Month saying, "What? Well, yeah, we're aware now. Now we need to go to acceptance. And I'm all for that. And I'll touch on that a little bit later on. But I wanted to share some stories that I read over the air. I read 19 stories over the month of April. Had a my standard weekends off plus a four day vacation, so uh, didn't get to you know get the whole month of April. But 19 stories, and well, because I don't want to do all 19 in one podcast, you know, make it extra long. Uh, we're gonna split it into two parts. And also, you'll notice uh, songs at the front and back of each episode. And the song that led off this episode is The Motels and Only the Lonely. But don't think this is going to be any implication on the subject matter of each um, um, each story that I'm going to be reading to, it to you. Actually, there's a little bit of a story behind uh, these four songs for, uh, you know, two songs for each uh, episode. is because in the last year, in 2020, our station, uh, the AM side of our station, uh, our, our AM side got a um, program, you know, I got a program, you know, what's the word, a format adjustment, that's what it was. Uh, when I first started out, we started playing more 60s and 70s. Now, we're venturing into the 80s and 90s in the current format, and I'm all for that because, you know, growing up, I didn't listen to a lot of, you know, pop songs from the 80s and 90s. We mainly listened to country music and whatever pop, current pop songs were going on. Uh, in the 90s, you know, at the time, you know, I mean, I, we didn't listen to a lot of 80s songs growing up, you know, but, uh, you know, like finding a long lost treasure, I found some great songs, you know, in this new format. And I just want to share with you, um, you know, the bumper music for each episode as this is a two parter here on this uh, Autism Awareness 2021 uh, two part episode and a two part uh you know, episode series, 14 to 15. This is episode 14. Next one is episode 15. And anyway, uh, these are the original recordings from each of my, um, from each night that I read these stories on my on my station, uh, the country station, KKOK, because that was the time I had the most, uh, that was the station I could read these stories on because um, AM side, we got other programs going on at that time. So uh, anyway, so you're going to hear the original recording, so you'll hear, you know, all the things like that. And I could have edited it out, you know, just kept the basic uh, stories without all the, you know, usual you know, station IDs and telling you which songs are up next. But uh, I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> you know, we're just going to air as is. But I'm going to tell you each a little bit about each story on uh, right before we do them, uh, play them. Okay. So we started up on April 1st, uh, and the very first story that I read for Autism Awareness Month, uh, and these are all inspirational stories about not just people on the spectrum, but also, you know, people uh, who are not on the spectrum, but help out those who are, you know, you know, family, friends. So a little, a little bit of each. So they're not all the same. Okay. But I want to share these stories. All right. Let's start with the very first one that I read on April 1st of this year, 2021, and it's about a man from the UK who will be uh, participating in the Ironman World Championship using what he calls his autistic superpower. Here's our first story. 
Keith Urban, days go by on DU and 95CivicKKOK online at KMRSKKOK.com. And you need to be almost superhuman to take on the Ironman World Championship in Hawaii, which is why Sam Holness from the UK plans on channeling what he describes as his autism superpower as he sets his sights on reaching the legendary event. And Holness discovered the triathlon back in 2016. His father, Anthony, has retired to dedicate his life to coaching his son. Sam tells CNN Sport. Well, we call ourselves Timon and Pumbaa, me the meerkat, dad the warthog, referring to two of the characters from one of the 27-year-old's favorite movies, The Lion King. And uh, Anthony vividly recalls the moment he first took Sam down to the swimming pool, and the instructor insisted he could teach Sam to swim in only an hour. Anthony remembers, I said, if you can't teach, if you could teach him to swim in an hour, I'll book 10 lessons. And half an hour later, he took off the armbands, and Sam was up and down in the pool. And cycling did not come as naturally to Sam, though, as due to his autism, he has weaker motor skills. However, he's not easily distracted, focusing on tasks until he masters them. And such tenacity and persistence is how he came by the moniker Super Sam, as he considers his autism a superpower. He, as Sam puts it, every time I do sports, autism has built up my confidence, self-esteem, and reduces my stress, and I don't get bored easily. And Holness's former trainer, David Blackwood, also views Sam's ability to not easily be put off by repetitive tasks as a strength. Blackwood says, I would go beyond saying that he could be equivalent to athletes without physical disabilities. Sam could potentially beat someone without any physical or mental disabilities. He gets on with things and he focuses on the basic tasks at hand. He's relentlessly disciplined in achieving them. And we know that in most sports, repetition, discipline, and consistency are the basic fundamental things that will get you most of the way. And the Ironman World Championship held in Kalua, Kona, uh, sees competitors tested over an epic 140-mile, uh, uh, 140.6 mile journey, which starts off with a Leviathan 2.4-mile swim in the harbor. And after completing the swim, athletes then have to set off on a 112-mile bike ride across the scorched island before finishing with a full 26.2-mile marathon. And in a sport that combines three disciplines, Holness is not overwhelmed by his rigorous six-day-a-week training schedule. As he puts it, currently I've been doing indoor cycling between two to three hours, run approximately 22 kilometers a week, an hour plus rowing, an hour strength and conditioning, and if gyms were open, I'd be swimming over 2,000 meters. And Holness's triathlon endeavors has proven to to be an inspiration for families of disabled children and children with autism in the U.K., Anthony goes on to say, when I speak to families of parents, the word they always use with me is hope, and it makes us humble as well. Now they've seen Sam, and they think there's a future. And recently, Sam connected via Zoom with some students at the Janus Academy, a specialist autistic school in Canada. And Charlene Trumka, executive director of the Academy, told CNN, it was really energizing for our kids to be able to see someone who has autism, who is so excellent in what it is that in what it is they do. That was a real special moment for the kids. And while schools like the Academy help children on the autism spectrum realize their full potential, when Sam went to his local school, he was told he would not achieve much academically. Undeterred, however, he went on to achieve a high score in sports science from St. Mary's University in Twickenham in the UK. And Shrumka says that teachers don't often understand the learning methodologies children on the spectrum require. As she puts it, working with people on the spectrum takes specialized training, and I think that's one of the components that's missing when we're looking at mainstream schools. But good job there, Sam. I really do hope that you do accomplish your feat at the Ironman Triathlon. And 
April is Autism Awareness Month, and I will be sharing inspirational stories like Sam's over the air when I'm on the air uh, throughout this past month. As um, you know, I've been raising awareness over the past few years because of my own condition on the autism spectrum. And if you want to hear it again, these stories, I'll be posting up on our Facebook page at KMRSKQK.com. No, the story was a little long, but I tried to squeeze in as much as I can on this one. We'll be back with music from Old Dominion, Chad Brock and Garth Brooks on the way. Yeah, just a quick programming note on each of these stories. Uh, some of them are pretty long, three or four minutes um, on the air. You know, that's not really um, kosher in radio. But I couldn't find really short stories, you know, that had a lot of substance to it. You know, because I believe each sto- uh, story should be have something to it. And it shouldn't be just a quick blip, on, you know, on the wire. All right. Our next story is from April 2nd of 2021. And I'll just say what the day is. Obviously, this is from 2021. But, you know, the first one talked about uh, this man thinking uh, of autism as a superpower. Well, speaking of superheroes, this one is about a dad who's been using art therapy to teach his son vocabulary and how that has led them together to develop a comic book series about an autistic superhero. The Zach Brown Band and Homegrown on Neo 95-7KKOK online at KMRSKKOK.com. And last night I told you guys about a man on the autism spectrum who sees his autism as a superpower in order for him to train up to be an Iron Man athlete. Well, this story involves a child on the autism spectrum who draws superheroes. That's because Led Bradshaw's son, Jake, was three years old when he was diagnosed with autism, and art therapy for Jake led to inspiration for Bradshaw to become a professional comic book artist. And in a new episode of Craig Melvin's Dad's Got This, Bradshaw told Craig about how his son's passion led to the development of a comic book series entitled Jake Jet Pulse. And five books from the series are currently uh, currently available for purchase. And Bradshaw, who's been a fan of comic books since he was a child, said he started drawing himself as this character. It was all he wanted to talk about. And the father and son duo were soon nerding out over comics together, and soon they were collaborating on Jake Jet Pulse. Bradshaw goes on to say Jake was in the second grade and there was a parent-teacher conference about his ability to remember like sight words and spelling. And uh, Bradshaw said, I was like, well, could I have a list of the sight words the kids are learning? And so Bradshaw used that list of sight words to create flashcards for Jake to learn from. And on each flashcard, he drew pictures of a superhero that looked like Jake acting out each word or activity. And Bradshaw explained there was Jake flying, Jake running really fast, so he learned the words run and jump. And the idea evolved into the Jake Jet Pulse uh, uh, comic book series, which combines superhero stories with educational activities. And according to Bradshaw, Jake is involved in almost every part of the comic's development, including creating characters and developing their backstories. And if an illustration doesn't uh, doesn't match Jake's vision, he's not shy about asking his dad to redesign the image. And Bradshaw goes on to say, he sits on my side while I'm putting it all together so I get his stamp of approval. And sometimes he'll say, we need to go back to the drawing board. Sometimes I like to lend my creative input, but I just give in. You know, there's no point in arguing. And Bradshaw said that the series has helped Jake develop new skills. 
goes on to say his, vac- his vocabulary started to build. He became more confident. It's like he's being a superhero. He's starting to emulate the character as well. And even though it's a collaborative thing, it's more like a love letter to my son where I can actually teach him how to be a good human being, to work your hardest, to do your best. And Jake told Craig that he's enjoyed working on the series with his dad. Jake goes on to say, if you're diagnosed with autism, that's not bad. It's okay. You're still unique and you could do anything. Craig asks Jake, do you have a favorite comic book character? And Jake responded laughing, yeah, and that's me. In addition to raising awareness about autism through the character of Jake Jet Pulse, Bradshaw is also trying to educate people about the autism spectrum uh, and also foster a sense of community for parents. And the Jake Jet Pulse books have also been used as learning tools by teachers. Bradshaw explains, as a parent, I want to create things that's to, I wanted to create something to show people that you're not alone. I wanted to show people that this is, uh, does not define who their children will be. They're amazing and exceptional individuals who are on the autism spectrum. And I want to create something that gives people a, uh, gives people hope. Ah, some great stuff right there. And as I said before, April is Autism Awareness Month, and I'm going to continue sharing stories like this, inspirational stories of people on the spectrum, as well as, in the case of Jake's dad, uh, people who who help people on the spectrum uh, throughout the month of April, every night while I'm on the air. So this was a great story on two fronts. Not only is Jake... Uh, doing using his talents to create something really cool, but his dad is also along the way helping him. Such awesome stuff. Reba McIntyre, Brett Young, and Scotty McCreary is coming up next right here on DU and 95.7 KKOK. Alrighty, and that was uh, April 2nd was a Friday, so we skip ahead to April 5th on the Monday. And this one, well, you know... Uh, having a job, I'll uh, talk a little bit about me, you know, having a job is, um, you know, something to worth uh, celebrating and, you know, especially with autistic people, how uh, things are, you know, finding a job could be very hard for them or non-autistic people. So, you know, a job is worth celebrating. So this story is about a man from South Carolina who celebrates four years at his job working at a grocery store and how it's made him feel included and accepted. That's Kenny Chesney, all the pretty girls on the 95 Civic KKOK online at KMRSKKOK.com. And a few days a week, customers at a public store on James Island, South Carolina, could see 20-year-old Noah Lyle bagging groceries, gathering carts, and doing other jobs around the store. And he recently celebrated his fourth anniversary working at Publix and is getting a lot of attention because of a social media post. According to his father, Michael Lyle, he said, well, gosh, it took off. He posted about his son's achievement on LinkedIn, and it went viral. And in the post, Michael said in part, Proud of my son for reaching his fourth anniversary working for public supermarkets, and he's learned so much from working, and his self-confidence has grown tremendously as he mastered his new skills in his first job. My son happens to be autistic in the same way that he's blonde, slender, and unintentionally funny. He's also a valued member of his team because his employers ensures, uh, ensures that he receives the training and support he needs to succeed. In a last check, the post had more than 311,500 reactions, and Michael never expected the post to get so much attention. As he puts it, I got so many messages from people who were in similar situations to us, had a child who was getting ready to enter adulthood, and they weren't quite sure what was going to happen for them. And when asked about how the last four years have gone, Noah said, It's been great. And his favorite thing to do at work is bagging and talking to customers, and his mother Jennifer said it's important for him to get the social interaction. 
And uh, she adds, well, he's really enjoying talking to customers as he's bagging and walking them out. It's very different having that label, so to speak, of autistic and being so social at the same time. And Noah went through four interviews to get the job and said it was nerve-wracking. However, four years later, and he still enjoys going to work and seeing new people. Noah goes on to say, I want to be more proactive with people and talk to them like, hey, how's your day? And his parents want to encourage conversation about employing other kids or adults with disabilities. Michael said, uh, we're impre- incredibly proud of Noah for reaching four years with his first job. I think there's a message there for employers as well. And it's not just about inclusion. It's about being intentional with uh, regard to people with disabilities and thinking about how you structure job descriptions, how you structure the way that people work so that you're giving them a chance to show off their strengths. And all three have been very appreciative of this opportunity and the customers who have shown uh, kindness over the last four years. Congratulations, Noah, on uh, uh, doing such an accomplishment. As you know, April is Autism Awareness Month, and I'm planning to read more stories like this about inspirational stories about people on the autism spectrum throughout the month of April while I'm on the air. And this uh, covers a crucial part that I mentioned in the video promoing uh, what what I was going to be talking about this month is that uh, a lot of people on the spectrum, well, that are either underemployed or not employed at all. So this is good to see that uh, jobs across the country are making headways into including and working around or not working around, working with people on the spectrum. So both the employers and the employees benefit very greatly from this relationship. Some good stuff right there. Chris Young, Brad Paisley, and Chase Rice is coming up next right here on DU 95.7 KK. Okay. All righty. Now we go on to April 6th, and this one is from Florida. And this is about a young man who's become interested in golf. And not only is he planning on playing in the Special Olympics sometime soon, he also hopes to one day churn pro. Here's his story. Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett. It's 5 o'clock somewhere on New 95.7 KKOK and online at KMRSKKOK.com. And they say practice makes perfect, but for Danny Steele, age 22, out of Orange County, Florida, golf is simply a game he enjoys on any given day. As Danny puts it, for me, I love playing golf because I told my dad I would love to learn how to play from last summer. And Danny was diagnosed with autism when he was two years old, and it wasn't until last summer that he took an interest in golf, so his parents, Nadia Rivera and Jim Steele, decided to give him lessons at the Orange County National Golf Center. And Rivera remembered uh, when he told his dad and I that he wanted to learn how to play golf. We were like, okay, we need to try to find the right fit because it's not easy because it's not like you Google uh, Google autism kids golf lesson. And Rivera said they contacted coach Tony Keaton and the two hit it off. Keaton goes on to say, when you give people lessons, sometimes things you work on are more difficult than other things, and that goes for anybody. And to see him progress on, the different, on a difficult aspect of the game, it's been a tough thing to fix in the past, and when, he, and when that gets fixed, it's the most rewarding. And Jim Steele has been playing golf for years, and he realized that this was not only going to help his son with his skills and concentration, it was also creating a special bond between father and son. And Jim goes on to say there's something he can be proud of. There are athletic people that are great at other sports, but to come out here and to try to play golf, that's tough. And here's this kid that's performing quite well. Danny said, my goal is that I just I would like to be a professional golfer, and I want to be a pro, and I can do anything. And Danny is set to participate in next year's Special Olympics, which is taking place in Orlando. Great job there, Danny. That's an amazing thing right there that you're doing so well with golf. 
Now, one of the symptoms on the autism spectrum is, um, well, it depends on person to person. I'm not saying this is the case for Danny, but uh, especially for me, is hand-eye coordination. So golfing and certain other sports have always been, a tr- uh, you know, been kind of hard for me. But it's good to see that he's doing well and practicing, putting his best foot forward. And now he's going to participate in the Special Olympics next year. So great job there, Danny. And we'll have some more of these inspirational stories of people on the autism spectrum throughout April, which is April April is Autism Awareness Month. We'll have that every night right here on KKOK. And we'll be posting up on our website, our Facebook page as well. Tennille Arts, the Zach Brown Band, and Taylor Swift is coming up next right here on Neo 95.7 KKOK. Alrighty, now we head on to April 7th, and this one is about a retired university uh, professor living on the spectrum in Tennessee who discovers a group of fellow people living with autism, and through them, he finds a community to be a part of. That's Kenny Chesney, the good stuff on DU and 957KKOK and online at KMRSKKOK.com. And April is Autism Awareness Month, and it's also known as Autism Acceptance Month. And it's a time to spread awareness about the many people living on the spectrum, as well as promote the acceptance of people on the spectrum. And AutismSociety.org defines autism as a complex, lifelong developmental disability that typically appears during early childhood and can impact a person's social skills, communication, relationships and self-regulation. Autism is defined by a certain set of behaviors, and it is a spectrum condition that affects people differently and to varying degrees. And Ramon Leon is one of many people living on the spectrum. He is a retired University of Tennessee professor, and now he works with people like him to help them accept themselves the way they are. And like the thousands of books that sit on his shelves, Ramon's brain is filled with facts. He's mathematically gifted, loves technology and statistics, and he says he's addicted to knowledge. He spends hours a day reading and studying various subjects. And out of everything he's studied, Leon knows the most about autism because he's living with it. And he goes on to say, people with autism have a different way of looking at the world. Think about people with autism as people with different operating systems. It's not a handicap, at least on my level. It's a trade-off. People who have autism like me tend to be very organized mentally. And being on the high-functioning end of the spectrum, most people never suspect a thing. Leon does go on to say, you know, if I meet somebody, meet with somebody for a while, like for a short period of time, they can never tell. But if you spend a little more time with Leon, you can start to see his quirks. But he says these quirks are his superpower. And nowadays, he uses those he uses those powers for good as he works with Breakthrough Knoxville, leading a support group each week for people just like him. Leon goes on to say, I was retired and I figured I got to do something to help people. And I was surprised because I went there with the attitude that I was going to help people, but I ended up finding out that it was also helping me. And it's a big step for Leon, as statistics may be, uh, may come easy to him, but with interacting with people in social settings does not. Leon goes on to say, I have a really hard time when there are more than two or three people. But he pushes through the things that makes him uncomfortable, determined to help make people like him feel comfortable in their own skin. Leon said, well, they love me and I love them. We accept ourselves the way we are and we don't call each other weird and whatever. So we have full acceptance of each other in this group. And Leon says when he was younger, it was hard for him to fit in. He struggled with depression until he found people like him who could share his interests with. And now his goal is to educate people about autism and show that life can still have purpose even while living on the spectrum. Wow. Good job there, Professor Leon on uh, reaching out to uh, help people on the spectrum accept themselves because that is a big topic on the spectrum. There is um, 
Well, social interaction is very impaired, including my case, as I'm on the spectrum myself. So it is great that uh, that there are groups out there, not just of like-minded people on the spectrum, but people who are not on the spectrum, going out of their way to reach out and make sure that people on the spectrum are loved and accepted and are uh, made aware of, especially during April Autism Awareness Month. And I'm going to be keeping on with more of these stories throughout the month of April right here on KKOK. And if you miss out on the radio, well, catch us on our Facebook page. I'll, I'll post up a link to the recording. Lauren Elena, Eric Church, and Thomas Rett is coming up next right here on Neo 95.7 KKOK. All righty, and this is touching on what we were, uh, the story from April 8th is touching on what I talked about in the intro is that there's a growing movement among advocates and people who live on the spectrum to shift from awareness to acceptance of autistic individuals, including in the name uh, Autism Awareness Month, as April is Autism Awareness Month. And this is uh, highlighted by one specific teenager from New Jersey, and I just want to say I'm all for this, and I'll tell you more in this story. The Eli Young Band, even if it breaks your heart, on you and 95 Civic KKOK at online at KMRSKKOK.com. And April has long been recognized as Autism Awareness Month, but this year, experts and advocates are calling for a shift to Autism Acceptance Month to foster change and inclusivity. Well, Tommy Marchetta, age 13, has autism, and he was just diagnosed just before his eighth birthday, and he's ready to spread the word about accepting kids with autism. He and his mother, Elizabeth Marchetta, who live in New Jersey, cried at the news of his diagno- uh, diagnosis, but she said they were actually tears of relief to know that he was not alone. And she said, we finally had an answer and a starting point to how let Tommy be the best Tommy. And as advocates shift to focusing on on autism acceptance as opposed to autism awareness, the hope is that one word will make a difference. Uh, one word change will make a difference. It's, as Tommy puts it, if they're accepting, they're not going to be mean. They're going to be supportive. And Tommy has physical and occupational therapy every week, and he's working hard on his social skills. The pandemic has wreaked havoc for many children with autism because it stole their routine, which is so important to them. But uh, Dr. Tara Matthews, developmental and behavioral pediatrician at Children's Specialized Hospital, fears that even children without autism will come out of isolation with similar uh, similar behavioral issues. As she puts it, once the pandemic is over, a lot of neurotypical kids will have social deficits the way many on the spectrum have. And for Tommy, who has felt the sting of bullying, he's back in the classroom now and is determined to help under, others understand and accept autism. He goes on to say, so we can make it a better world for people like me. And one in 54 American children are on the autism spectrum, and boys are more than four times more likely be diagnosed than girls and like i said before i'm all in favor of this uh shifting over to autism acceptance month but well there's got to be a consensus before it's uh, finally changed and you can't have acceptance without awareness so i think the i i use them interchangeably autism awareness month autism acceptance month and this is april is autism awareness and acceptance month and i'll be uh telling more stories about uh, positive stories about people on the spectrum uh, spectrum trying to make a difference throughout the month of April right here on KKOK. And you can uh, catch those stories again on our Facebook page as well. Uh, Dirk Bentley, Colin Ray, and Restless Heart is coming up next right here on DU 95.7 KKOK. 
Alrighty, well, April 9th through the 12th, I was on vacation. So our next story heads to April 13th. And, you know, autism is not just a, it can be a scary thing, you know, for um, live, for kids living on the spectrum. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of frustration, but it's not just for them. It's for their family member. And this one is about how a mother confronted the emotions following her daughter's diagnosis. And despite the uncertainty and fears surrounding the initial diagnosis, well, both mom and daughter have found a way to live and thrive on the spectrum. Here's that story. Matt Stell and Everywhere But On, and you, 957KKOK, online at KMRSKKOK.com. And as selfish as it may sound, Latrika Theory of Opelousas, Louisiana, said when her daughter was diagnosed with autism, all, all she could think about was the things that they would not be able to do together. As Theory puts it, this was my first child. She's a little girl and everyone looks forward. It's okay, it's all good, Latrika said to Madison as she walked in to give her mom a hug. But she did remember I was in a dark place. I didn't know what to do, and it seemed very unfair. When she was younger and looking at her as a baby, I had all of these dreams of I can't wait to, until she's the this age and we're shopping for prom dresses, planning her wedding. And you think about all of those things. I'll be honest with you. As selfish as it may seem, but when she first got diagnosed, there's some of the thoughts uh, you immediately say, that's not going to happen now. She's probably never going to get interested in planning a big wedding or doing the things that I thought we would do together as mother and daughter. And she did go on to say the first two weeks after the diagnosis was the hardest. As she puts it, I didn't leave my house at all. Probably cried for 14 days straight. And Theory did the only thing she could do after those two weeks. She said she wiped away the tears and became that strong voice for her little girl. Latrika goes on to say, I needed peace and needed to be strong for her. And as long as I was down, I could, uh, she couldn't get that help that she needed. So I'll tell you that it just clicked one day. One day I just said, you have to help her. She needs you. And I started focusing more on her. My feelings went out the window and I never looked back. And back in 2007, Theory said people were still learning about autism and the guidance that she would get from doctors were not the best and sometimes left her feeling hopeless. But she goes on to say, when she was first diagnosed, she told us uh, to never expect her to love or hug you. She was not going to smile that much in their minds. They were trying to prepare us, and I was actually told not to place any expectations on her. And then uh, when she asked how that made her feel, Theory answered, well, that added to my darkness. As a mother, you think uh, you think about your babies when they go through the infant stage that they need you. But as time goes on, you do expect them to become a little bit more independent. You get to learn their personalities and engage with them. And when she told me that, it made me feel like you're telling me that I'm going to continue bringing this person around me. But there won't be inter any interaction between me and daughter. And I think it contributed to me to feeling really sad. But it's been 14 years since Madison was diagnosed with autism, and today, with the help of her family, she's thriving. And Madison's doing all the things that Theory worried she would not or was told she would not be able to do. As Theory puts it, I just encourage her that the sky's the limit. She knows I expect the same from her as I do my other two children. As for Madison, she said autism is just something she has, and she does not make her, it does not make her who she is. She's just Madison. And Madison goes on to say, it makes me see uh, differently than everyone else, but I'm still a good person. And while each day holds a different challenge for Theory and Madison, it's just another day, one they know now that how to handle. 
And yeah, that is, uh, you know, kind of the expectation on, you know, uh, earlier, you know, in the 1990s, early 2000s, mid 2000s about children on the spectrum. But it's just glad I'm just glad to see and read these stories for Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month of stories of kids, you know, uh, breaking those expectations and finding their own way in the world. Congratulations there, Madison, and I wish you and your mom the best. And it is Autism Awareness Month and Acceptance Month. I'll continue to read stories like this for you right here on KKOK. Every night, I'm on the air. Tenille Arts, Thomas Rhett, and Thompson Square is coming up next right here on DU 95.7 KKOK. Okay, our next story from April 14th. Well, this is not just about the kids on the spectrum at a certain Florida elementary school, but also how their teacher and principal, you know, being very dedicated to raising awareness and acceptance all year round. Well, they learn a lot from the kids as well. Here's that story. Randy Hauser and running out of moonlight on Neo 95 Civic KKOK and online at KMRSKKOK.com. And Caitlin Klein teaches students with autism at Camelot Elementary School in Orange County, Florida. And though she's the one leading the classroom, she said her students are actually teaching her something new every day. Klein said, well, their minds are just amazing, fast-paced when they're just teaching me things from trains, NASA, things I never even heard of, and it's all in there, and they're always looking for ways to share it with me. And Klein has been working at the school for two years now, and she decided to create Talk About Autism Tuesdays with the help of her principal, Melissa Gordon. Every Tuesday, students and staff members wear light-up blue shirts to spread awareness throughout the whole school year, and she said this is just a way for others to learn and connect with students who have the disorder. Gordon goes on to say, every Tuesday I send out an email of a quote or fun fact, and I try to make it not only uh, make it on, uh, so not only the staff members are understanding it, but they can also share it with their students. It's child friendly, so they get a better understanding. And Klein explained it's important to include students with autism in all sorts of activities, which is why she motivated one of her fourth graders to do the morning announcement earlier this month, and he was able to share facts about autism and how to become friends with someone who has it. And uh, Gordon goes on to say, my biggest thing is teaching the staff and students how important it is to let these students just come in and have an open mind, and you will be so amazed and surprised at what these students are capable of. And Gordon said they are working on creating a Special Olympics team for next school year so that students with autism spectrum disorders can enjoy more activities. Awesome. And April is Autism Awareness Month and Acceptance Month, and I've been sharing stories with you guys about kids on the spectrum making a life for themselves. Well, I also think that you should also make a highlight of those uh, dedicated staff and families, parents, you know, friends who reach out and make a difference in the life of somebody on the autism spectrum. I think that it's their moment to shine, too. And I know this month is officially Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month, but I think the people who help them along the way deserve a big round of applause as well, as uh, does Caitlin Klein and Miss Melissa Gordon. Good job there, guys. Uh, the Zach Brown Band, Chris Young and Keith Urban is coming up next right here on DU 95.7 KKOK. And by the way, I'll post this story up on our Facebook page as well. And I'll be doing that every night on throughout the month of April when I'm on the air. We'll be back in just a moment.
All right, two more stories left to go in our first part of April Awareness 2021, April Autism Awareness Month 2021. You know, April is Autism Awareness Month. We got two more stories, and this one is about a group in Denver helping out people on the spectrum and teaching uh, on a one on one basis and teaching what they call their flyer uh, fireflies, be part of the community. More on that right after this. Little Big Town, Boondocks, on to you, 957KKOK, and online at KMRSKKOK.com. And April is Autism Awareness Month, and Firefly Autism in Denver is working to ignite conversations surrounding around those who live on the spectrum. And Jesse Ogas, the executive director of Firefly Autism, explained, Every day is Autism Awareness Day for us because it's what we're really focused on is awareness, changing the narrative, and helping people understand that autism is just another way of being. Everyone is different. And the organization in Denver kicked off World Autism Day on Friday, April 2nd, with a community vaccination clinic to help uh, help give back to the community their firefly uh, that help give back to the communities that their fireflies live in. In addition, one of their students is creating fun fact videos to inform the community about those living on the spectrum. Ogas said, "It's really fun." And Firefly Autism offers a wide variety of support programs for children, families, and adults, including home-based programs, programs at the Center for Early Childhood and School-Age Children, adult programs, and even support for siblings. Ogas said that the organization is about making sure each Firefly has an individual path of support. And Ogas goes on to say, when you're working with someone on the spectrum, you have to deal with them as an individual. What are their needs? What are their obstacles? And what are their strengths? And together, my team puts together a plan, an individualized plan for every person we work with. I don't care if they're 18 months or if they're in their 70s. And Ogas said this month is meant to create conversation about what autism looks like on a broad scale, whether it's within the community or within a family. He explains it's a different way of seeing the world. It's a different way of communicating. It's not just about learning to deal with behaviors. It's also learning basic life skills. It's also incorporating speech therapy and occupational therapy for every individual. And to celebrate Autism Awareness Month and to get the conversation going, Firefly Autism is hosting its annual Laugh Yourself Blue Gala, uh, or gala, I mean, on June 24th. And the event will be a hybrid with a mix of in-person attendance and watch parties around town. And for more information on the event, or to find support and resources, you can visit their website, fireflyautism.org. Hmm, good stuff right there, and yeah, what a unique name, a unique way of saying things, Firefly, you know, of being somebody on the spectrum, you know, I think it's it's wonderful stuff, and April, yes indeed, is Autism Awareness, Awareness Month, and I'm trying to uh, keep you in touch with all uh, great stories about people on the spectrum making their way through the world, or in this case, uh, Firefly Autism, the organization helping out with people on the spectrum. As I think there, there are some great stories to be told throughout the month of April, which I will be telling you each month, or in, in, I mean each day this month right here on the air, and also be posting up on our Facebook page if you ever want to go and visit them again. Faith Hill, Old Dominion, and Thomas Red is coming up next right here on New 95.7 KKOK. And our final story for episode 14 is about a young actress who is on the spectrum and is currently starring in a TV show on cable about people on the spectrum. And we'll talk about Miss Kayla Cromer right now. Lee Bryce, Hard to Love, on Neo 95, Civic KKOK, and online at KMRSKKOK.com. And Kayla Cromer has her eye on the future, and it's action-packed. 
And the star of Everything's Gonna Be Okay said, Doing a Marvel movie would be my absolute dream. That's why I train so hard at the gym, but the biggest thing for me is proving that I can book different roles. I want to get rid of the stigmas in Hollywood. And on the hit Freeform series, now airing season two, Cromer, who's on the autism spectrum, plays Matilda, a character who also has autism, and she became the first actress to achieve, uh, to achieve that milestone. And Cromer, who's 23, said, I didn't see characters like me t on TV growing up. I would have been really happy to see it more. And despite her current success, the actress, who was diagnosed with ADD, dyscalculia, which is a learning disability that affects number-related concepts, and dyslexia at the age of seven, followed by Asperger's syndrome a few years later, says she's dealt with plenty of misconceptions and judgments in her life. And Cromer recalls of her childhood, I felt like an outsider. I always felt, I always, always last to finish in my class, and I wanted so badly to fit in social uh, circles at school, but friends and parties were few. And I won't say the word, but I've always also been called the R-word. And people are still viewed by labels. And Cromer later switched to a specialized school where she flourished and eventually fell in love with acting. And she recalls, I watched Kiera Knightley and Orlando Bloom and Pirates of the Caribbean and I became hooked. And they're both dyslexic and they never let their disability stop them. They just wowed me. And Cromer herself is not showing any signs of slowing down. As she puts it, there's still so many stories that need to be told in Hollywood. The face of the world is ever-changing, and the industry needs to keep up. And the actress continues to say, Well, autism doesn't define me. I want to be a part of different genres in film and bring light to different characters. I hope to open more doors for people in the disability community, and I'm excited for what the future has in store. And Everything's Gonna Be Okay airs on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central on Freeform. Awesome there, Kayla, right there. And April is Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month, and I've been reading stories about positive developments of people on the autism spectrum, like Miss Kayla Cromer, who is now the first uh, woman on the autism spectrum to actually portray somebody on the autism spectrum, breaking through, um, you know, breaking one of those, um, you know, breaking through one of those goals in Hollywood uh, to better re for better representation. And I'm not trying to be preachy about it, but it's just saying. This is a good thing, a good step in the right direction right there for Miss Kayla Cromer, as well as everybody else who's on the spectrum. And I'll plan, I'm planning to read more stories like this uh, every night throughout the month of April right here on KKOK. And I'll post them up on Facebook on our Facebook page as well so you can listen to them a little bit later on too. Marin Morris, Tennille Arts, and Keith Urban is coming up next right here on Neo 95.7 KKOK. Alrighty, that concludes episode 14, but we got uh, a few more stories left to go on episode 15, and some would say, well, it's not really two episodes, it's a two-parter, so it shouldn't be like episode 14A or B, if you're getting really technical, but nah, we're going to count it as episode 15, because sometimes you have a story arc that lasts uh, two or more episodes, you know? Anyway, we're going to have episode 15 coming up in just a bit. And to close out episode 14, here is a song from 2020 with that new format that I was telling you about that I really started to enjoy. I've heard about this song, but I never had a chance to actually sit down and listen to it until 2020. And it's a great one from the Alan Parsons Project and Eye in the Sky. We'll talk to you soon in episode 15 on Jason's Journal.
Oh